0: Do, 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 do.
1: Here we go. My name is Todd. This is Kathy.
0: Welcome back to yet another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. Um, this is podcast number, I'm not quite sure because I don't know when we're going to record this, but. Something like 373. In the early 370s, mm-hmm. right? So it's Kathy and I today, and we have a very special guest. His name is Charlie Rogers. Charlie, say hello. Hello. Charlie is who is Charlie, sweetheart? Who is this man in our life? How do well, we how do we know Charlie?
1: Uh, two of our best friends gave birth to him.
0: Yeah, thank goodness. So that's
1: the first thing. Right. And um, he lives in Elmhurst, and he's just very interesting to us because he's kind of a. Old, an old soul. Mm-hmm. Does anyone tell or you so, that? Or yeah, so we okay. think. We so right. Like <laughs> if you decide to become a young soul in your twenties, it's okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but he is. How old are you now, Charlie? I'm seventeen. Seventeen, and he's he's made a lot of life choices that I think many of us as grown up adults have not yet. Um, conceptualized. Like, we have not recognized how important certain things are for our own lifestyle and for our planet um, and to help us all, like, keep this planet thriving, if you know what I mean.
0: So some people would call uh, Charlie interesting. Somebody else might call him a little weird or different. I'm going to go ahead and call him weird and different, <laughs> but I mean that in the best way, Charlie. Well,
1: what is the definition of weird? Doing things against the norm, right? Right.
0: And he is an abnormal young man, so... <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, so, and he's not the first, um, I don't know, he's not an adolescent. He's a teenager. He's not the first yeah, teenager teen- we've had on the show. Correct. Uh, we had Casserly, mm-hmm. who had a really interesting story to tell. And I think Charlie Charlie's is equally compelling. And my niece. Oh, and your niece. Mm-hmm. But she was in her 20s, wasn't she? No.
1: Well, she was 18 at the okay, time, Okay, upper
0: I think. teens. He's mm-hmm. only, he's 17, right? so he's almost there. Right, right. So... Um, I, and we always have grown-ups on the show and I always want to mix it up and do some different things. So I thought of you and I asked your parents, I'm like, you think you'd want to get on the podcast? And you were, um, were grateful that you said yes. So um, a lot of different things spin in my head about things I want to ask you about but you know, the first and foremost thing is one of the things that is abnormal to you is your diet. Can you first tell me what a typical, um, what are your eating habits and why?
2: Yeah, I don't eat any meat or anything that comes from an animal, and so like people call that vegan or like a plant-based diet. But like vegan comes with a lot of negative connotations, so I kind of started calling it a plant-based diet so people are a little bit more open to it. But uh, yeah,
0: when so, when did you start this? I've been doing it for around six or seven months. Why? and did you slowly get to this point or was it like one day, like I'm going to quit he- eating burgers and I'm going to go completely yeah. plant based.
2: Basically I, I was thinking about it last summer probably. And, uh, that's when like I started thinking about it more and I came to my parents. I'm like, I think I'm going to go vegan. And they and my mom's like, she was open to it, but she just thought like, cause she's the one who makes dinner and totally. like all the meals. So, so she's like, sit. Oh God, this is going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I started and I didn't exactly turn over right then but I was like eating less and less meat and then I just keep learning about it on YouTube that's where I find most of it but and as I learned more about it I'm like I I can't continue to do this especially after I saw cowspiracy mm. and so after that I pretty much switched over completely. I didn't really take a step to vegetarian
1: and then yeah. to
0: vegan. I just went straight to vegan.
1: You jump so so what Todd and I have seen, because I have not seen cowspiracy. we've seen Food Inc.
0: Yes. And that's probably ten years old. Yeah, that's it's pretty old. outdated. I've never heard of Food Inc? Yeah, I've seen Food Ink. Okay, you have.
1: So what's Cowspiracy? What's the So just-
2: Food Inc. is more about um I guess it's more about like the health and kinda of scares you a little bit to like what they're doing to the animals correct and cowspiracy is more of how it's affecting the environment mm-hmm. and it's not really like trying to scare you but it's just telling you the facts and it's not as graphic as food ink or anything Got it. like that Got it. Yeah.
0: because food ink i remember some horrific scenes of that mm-hmm. and i remember even modifying my diet somewhat as a result of that movie and then just like everything else it's a muscle you build and I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. So I still sit here as a carnivore, always shaming myself a little bit every time I eat a burger, but not enough to not eat a burger anyway. So,
1: well, and that's, I have a, I have a bunch of questions, but I'll just start with this one. So like you said, you, one day you, you know, came home and said, to your parents, I think I'm going to do this. Have, do you like meat? Like, I know now, like your, your mental is totally different. Okay. So it's hard to say that, but did you like it or have was you it always, a sacrifice? Yeah. Was it a huge sacrifice? It
2: was definitely a sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. I really liked to uh just like the cheeseburger like everyone Mm -hmm. else but yeah it was it took a little bit the first week was a big adjustment because you're just trying to figure out like what you can eat when you're like snacking and stuff like that and so uh i lost like i don't know a couple pounds like Mm -hmm. the first week but then once i like got into the groove of it and like knew everything that i could eat it was it was way easier Mm -hmm. so
0: um so no meat but can you eat cheese no no milk, no dairy, uh,
2: no eggs, No eggs. Yeah. nothing,
1: nothing that comes from an animal. Yeah.
2: And no honey either.
1: No honey. Cause it comes no. from bees. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Remember a I bee movie? I was
2: pretty loose on the honey thing, but now I'm, I'm kind of done with honey also. Interesting. So what do I you, I don't think honey is as bad, like,
0: but yeah. What do you eat?
2: Um, I <laughs> eat a green smoothie in the morning normally really like that. And then, um, we have taco Tuesday, um, and instead of the meat, we just put rice and beans as the base of it there you and go. everything else. Uh, what else do we have? Um, what do you have
0: for lunch at school?
2: I normally just bring like, uh, rice and beans or leftovers from dinner the night before, but
0: yeah. And is, I know the family is all supportive of you, but does it kind of suck too? Cause like, do their diets have to change because your diets changed or no?
2: It kind of helped because my mom, she was already eating, like, a lot less meat and was, like, really supportive of it. So since she, like, really kind of agreed with it, like, yeah, yeah, the rest of my family hasn't been eating as much meat. But I think I would have done it either way and just, like, at the start, uh, she was making meals where it was, like, I could basically take out the meat or like mm-hmm. any of the animal byproducts and just have like what was left and everyone else would still have the meat. But yeah. Mm.
1: Actually, yeah. I was at your house one day when you guys were having like yeah. tacos. Uh-huh. Um, we both were. I don't know if you remember, I was just, I was in the kitchen with Carolyn and she had made, like, just like you said, like she had everything put together and there was, you know, the meat or whatever it was for everybody. And then for Charlie, it was this. And so it really, it added to it, but it didn't necessarily take away from everybody else. Do
0: you find yourself judging people like me and your family and everybody else in this world that are carnivores?
2: No, definitely not. And you could say that started in the same way. Like, I mean, I don't blame you guys because you probably don't know all the facts and you might realize that, um, it's probably not the best to be taking an animal's life, but I, I had the same thing. And I was like, yeah, I feel bad, but do I feel bad enough to completely change my diet? And Mm. it wasn't quite there, which like, I feel bad saying that.
0: Mm. Well, and that's where I am. Like I, I, I do feel bad, but not enough. And I'm, and that's the other thing, like, because the whole idea of having a podcast like this is to raise awareness, like, Correct. is it possible for each of us to maybe not go from carnivore to vegan, but can you curb some of the things in your diet to, you know, eat a little bit less meat or so? I mean, that's the idea, because if we ask everybody in the world to stop eating meat, it's not going to happen like that. Yeah. It's going to happen over a period well, of time.
1: Well, and here's the key, like if if you're stopping because you feel guilty or because somebody tells you to, then it's not going to sustain What happened to Charlie is he became internally motivated and said, this is something I don't want to do anymore. Not I'm going to do this so I demonstrate to everyone else and everyone thinks, you know, does what I do, but I can't do this anymore. That's that's how I think things sustain because that's the thing is if we do things because we feel guilty – then eventually we're just going to break and go, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Too much pressure. Um, But do you know what I mean? Like you have to have an understanding of why you're doing it. You have to be internally motivated.
0: So I'm going to ask a question that's probably unfair um, or maybe at least hard to answer. So why did you do this? Is it because of uh, the animals don't deserve this type of treatment of, you know, you always hear those stories about a million chickens in this little... Whatever, whatever they call them, and you know they fall over because they're they're fed, to, you know, grow. They're
1: th- all fattened up, yeah, mm-hmm. and they
0: can't even stand on their own two feet. Is mm-hmm. it like the cruelty towards animals? Is it the carbon footprint? Like, what which is the most important, or is it all of it?
2: I think all of it's like really important, but the thing that kind of swayed me was probably the carbon footprint and how um, on Cowspiracy it says uh, that animal agriculture is the leading cause in. Deforestation, ocean dead zones, um, what else was it? Uh, like water usage and like a bunch of, and the release of methane and carbon dioxide and other greenhouse
0: gases. So I think and we, so
2: how it's related to all that just really resonated. And how could I eat meat while I know it's like hurting every aspect of the environment pretty much?
0: And I've heard that and I'm so uninformed when it comes to stuff, but I think what you're saying is if we like, Overnight decided to stop eating meat, it would not, it's not just about the animals themselves, it's the byproduct of growing, feeding, disposing of all these things. I mean, that's there's so many ripples when it comes to us being carnivorous creatures, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, So, That's I think that's what I again, what I mean about understanding why is you have to put all the pieces together and that and also trusting that maybe people, you know, like you asked, you know, Charlie, the question is he's judgmental, trusting that people come to these things in their own time, in their own way. And not everybody is going to. I think it's being the reason why we wanted to do this show is be more vocal about it, that somebody your age is like, yeah, this is totally doable, you know, like for just to be on a really basic level. When is it the hardest when you go to a restaurant?
2: yeah' good question. Uh. yeah depending on the restaurant for sure, there's not many options, but most of the restaurants are pretty good about it. My dad actually just went to um a steak restaurant. I'm blanking on the name um but anyways, like it's like known for its steaks and meat, and he said like there was nothing on the menu, so he just asked his waiter and they came up with uh they got him like a portobello mushroom burger, which is awesome oh, wow. so I mean if you ask and Normally, most places are pretty accommodating, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's all and that's the thing is why do restaurants have gluten free menus now? Because mm-hmm. enough people showed up and said, I can't eat yeah. here unless you have a gluten free menu. So everything is about, you know, why does you know, before we only had whole foods, but why does Jewel and Mariano Marianos now, you know, carry things yeah. that are more organic? It's because people were showing up and saying, I'm not gonna shop here unless you have organic. So it's the same with veganism.
0: Well, and that's the only way things are gonna change, is not because of any big cause. It needs to match up with the business need to make money. Correct. And the only way that the grocery stores or restaurants are going to make money is if we as a population change our own habits. Like it's not going to happen for any other reason other than that. We can, you know, plead and say, hey, it's not good for the animals, it's not good for the environment, but until it hits their bottom line, mm-hmm. the, the change won't happen or at least won't happen nearly as quickly. Correct. You know what I mean?
2: So we also actually started buying from, like, more sustainable companies and, like, everything we're buying, like, from clothes and even dish soap. My mom's getting this, like, I think it's called Dr. Bronner's dish soap, and it's, like, you can use it on pretty much everything. It's, like, natural ingredients and everything like that and very sustainably made. And just by, like you said, um, if we had everyone buying sustainable products – it could make a huge difference because then it's forcing the companies to make a change. Right. Yeah. So go
1: ahead. Sir. Well, I was going to say, so your mom and dad we've talked about and they're supportive and figuring these things out. What is your sister and your brothers think about this? Cause they're your age, you know? Yeah. So they're like, okay, Charlie, what's the deal?
2: My brother was, he was pretty, I mean, not against it, but he just thought it was like funny, like everyone else <laughs> that I was going vegan. And, and my sister, um, I don't I don't know. I don't think she minds and she's more vegetarian now, mm-hmm. but it it might be cuz I don't think she was a huge fan of meat to start with, but yeah, they're open to it now. And my it. brother is like pretty close to vegan. He still ha like has some slip-ups and stuff, but Because it's that's not, yeah. it's
1: pretty significant life shift and family shift that you come in with this Decision And it really does, you know, this is what we always talk about on the show, not necessarily with veganism, but every shift that a person makes, it affects the dynamics of the entire family. Right, the whole system. Yeah, the whole system changes. Yeah. And you didn't come in and demand and say, we're all going to do this because I am. But just by the nature of you doing it, their options and their eyes were open. So I know your parents and their thoughts about it, but it's different when it's, you know, people your age, your, yeah. your siblings. Well,
0: and what about as peers? Like, you know, I think of being a 17-year-old kid in high school, you know, you go out for pizza and you do... A, all these other things and you know what do you do when they go out for pizza
2: it's actually nice you can order a, a pizza without any cheese now
0: yes. really? yeah Jesus. i've
2: just been doing that but yeah that helps and a lot because that's probably the hardest
0: it's funny i think of Rosalind; she had those three sections of teasing like the qualities of teasing and sometimes the way guys connect 17 year old guys 10 year old guys like sometimes we connect through teasing and then there's that middle I, I don't know if you remember kathy but there's the middle category where it starts to get past that line where you're not right it becomes
1: more vicious and it becomes more passive and then
0: the third one is Mm -hmm. bullying Mm -hmm. all right where you just so do your friends tease you because of these life decisions that you've made um they do but it's more in like
2: a funny way like they just joke about it and but also like some people they'll like make the joke how it's like, I'm a man. I need to have a steak yeah. and stuff totally. like that. And I'm like, like, i not really moment, bother can't me at all. Ju- but...
0: Can't you, don't you want to just like judge them saying, dude, you have no idea what you're talking yeah. about right now? And like, so I I bring up the facts and
2: I'm just like telling them about it. I'm not trying to like force them to go vegan, but I just want them to know like the information and they, I don't know. I think it just goes over their head a little bit, but mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, there's not a lot of role modeling for it, you know, yeah. like it's if, if you have your friend telling you this, but you go home and every night you're being served meat, you're not, you know, there again, that's what I mean about internal motivation. There has to be a reason for that shift. You know, there has to be something that you know, takes you to that place. And, and we are being told even by our government, um, you know, you do need meat or how I, I actually I'm, I'm vegetarian, I'm not vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I go to my annual doctor's appointment, you know, the age I'm at now, I'm 45. They're like, you have to make sure you increase your protein, increase your meat, increase this, right? Yeah, and your dairy. Funny. They told me to increase my dairy. Yeah. And I said, actually, I don't, I don't drink any milk. I mean, I have cheese, um, but I'm like, I, I don't really want to do this. And they're like, well, you're not going to stay healthy. I mean, in a matter, you know.
2: And doctors, they actually aren't, like, they don't learn anything about nutrition in school, which right. is funny. So, like, you go to a doctor and ask them, like, nutritional advice, and you'd trust them, but they haven't had any
0: schooling on it, which is funny. Right. Yeah. Right. If they're lucky, they had, like, maybe a part of one class, you know in medical school like for like if they're lucky but they they don't focus it's like going to the wrong person for advice Mm -hmm. really
2: and in school they have up those signs like in the lunch line where it has like the perfect plate and it has like a glass of milk the protein and yeah and Mm -hmm. like the fruit and vegetables yeah it's funny
1: right so what we're being told by our families our you know the government doctors everybody is that this is how you eat so this is a pretty significant shift yeah you know to to be like you know where do we look and especially in this age right now of who do we trust right you know like what information do we trust and one of my questions for you is because trusting in our own bodies do you feel better
2: i feel a lot better why how i I think it's mostly just eating more fruit i feel like really energized and just like i don't know if it makes sense but like just cleaner almost Mm. like everything's working well i don't know
1: Mm. and your sleep how's your sleep
2: great my sleep's always been pretty good though but Mm -hmm. yeah And I've also heard, uh, it hasn't really, my joints weren't that bad before, but I've heard like, it's really good for your joints also.
0: So if I am, I'm into asking unfair questions. What are the odds that I see you in 10 years or 20 years, you're still a vegan? Are you like absolutely convinced that this is your lifestyle? Or are you just saying, hey man, this is where I am right now?
2: I hope that it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that it's my lifestyle because it's, I'm not doing it as a trend or like a certain diet. I'm doing it because... Um, it's the easiest way to like pair up my actions with my morals, yeah. so unless my morals <laughs> change for some reason, I guess it would change more.
0: well and that's i I'm just so grateful that you said what you said, and you know what you're talking about is you're having an alignment between your actions and your belief system. And I get very triggered.
1: Actually, I, I'll change that Go word ahead. and his morals because beliefs, I mean, I guess they're the same thing, but they're but there's, I feel like a hint of difference because I feel like what the definition of integrity or character is, is having a sense of self of knowing who you are and then really living that way on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah.
0: So I guess said a different way is when your insides match your, your outsides, outsides yeah. and insides would be the morality mm-hmm. and the outsides would be your decisions, your, your actions and things like that. Where I get triggered is when I hear these, uh, I get triggered by a lot of things. But one thing that bothers me the most is when grown-ups will say to me that kids are not the same these mm-hmm. days. And I tell a long story about how Socrates back in, however many thousands of years ago Socrates was around, they've been saying that kids aren't the same these days, every single generation. What's different is actually the grownups have changed and the kids haven't changed at all. So when we have somebody role modeling like Charlie is, you know, whether or not I think you're right or you're wrong about your decision to or not to eat meat, you are living your truth. And I honor that and I respect that. So when I hear people say, um, you know, this generation is going to hell in a handbag, like, turn on the news. The the reason that we're screwed up is not because of the decisions of these children. It's us grown-ups that are screwing things up. And I believe that we have something to learn from our kids. And Mm -hmm. that's I'm just trying to bring an awareness to that. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah.
2: I really think that,
0: like, kids like we see it as weird but kids will- sorry for the interruption folks but here's some more ways to get more of zen parenting number one you can join us for what's called zen talks it's a subscription that offers three video podcasts a month join us live and we'll answer some questions and if you can't join us we'll email you the video recording it's like three extra podcasts a month go to ZenParentingRadio.com and click events to subscribe number two i coach guys it's my business called coaching for guys helping you get from point A, where you are, to point B, where you want to go. We'll come up with a roadmap to get there together. We can meet face-to-face through a phone call or Skype. First session's free, go to ToddAdamsCoaching.com for more information. Number three, Kathy offers individual sessions for women in Chicagoland. She focuses on women's self-awareness, marriage and parenting, and she also works with therapists and coaches who want support or supervision with their existing practice. Number four, March 2nd and 3rd of 2018, it's our Zen Parenting Conference. We'll be announcing speakers and opening up early bird ticket sales this summer. Zen Parenting Conference is always great, but this year it will be spectacular. We have fantastic speakers, and we once again will be bringing together parents, teachers, authors, bloggers, and teens. It's a great way to network and find your tribe. If you're interested in sponsoring our 2018 event, email me at todd at zenparentingradio.com. Number five, if you are a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, you need to get Kathy's award-winning book, Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn, The Power of Self-Aware Parenting. You can find her book on our website, zenparentingradio.com or on Amazon. And number six, if you're looking for a keynote speaker or presenter, Kathy and I do speaking engagements all over the Chicagoland area. We'll focus on self-awareness, mindfulness, compassion, marriage, parenting, and how to live a more conscious life. Go to ZenParentingRadio.com to see all of our upcoming events. And thanks so much for listening. If you love the show, share it with a friend, like our Facebook or Instagram, or write a review on iTunes. We appreciate you and we are thankful for your support. And now, on with the show. Mm-hmm. For sure.
2: Yeah. I really think that, like, kids, like, we see it as weird, but kids will do so many things that we can definitely learn from just, um, just by doing stuff. For no reason, just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well,
1: you're just you're, you know, um, there's not you're not as jaded, and and we can say you know with adults sometimes we call it like oh experience, but sometimes we just get jaded mm-hmm. and we're like oh it won't work anyway or it won't last anyway or it won't make a difference. Cynicism, and the what I love about being with teenagers or working with teenagers or having teenagers myself is that you're just not cynical. You're like, I'll give it a try. <laughs> like, Todd, you ask him that question about 10 years from now. Of course, you, I mean, yeah, I'm going to still yeah. be a vegan, right? <laughs> right. You know?
0: Um, so there's a lot of different directions I want to take. I have more questions for you. Um, and some of it has to do with, you know, um, you know, how you were parented. Like, I, I think that you were put in a place to be able to go in whatever path you want. And that's what Kathy and I are always talking about. It's like, you know, let's put our kids in a place where they feel free to be whomever they are and one example and we actually just brought this up at the library is you're a really good lacrosse player I don't know how good you were but you played for a long time right yeah, yeah. and then one day you uh, or maybe it was as a result of many days but, but you let, just... let him tell the story go ahead yeah. uh, so you decided to stop playing for whatever reason is that true
2: mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah it actually was pretty much just one day uh, I was just sitting at the table with and my mom I think she was like yeah we got to get you signed up for the next session of lacrosse or something and I'm like Actually, mom, I'm not sure if I really want to do this. And this is after probably four or five years of playing like travel lacrosse, like intense lacrosse. And I've always loved it, like every day going home, practicing. And she was completely surprised. She was like, wow, I had, I had no idea you were thinking this, but she was completely open to it. And I didn't have to play the next season. And now she's telling me that um, some of her friends came up to her and she's like, and they're like, you should probably make him play lacrosse just because he doesn't like it or just because he doesn't like every second of it. He's really good. Like you should have him keep playing. And I just find that so funny. Like if you don't love playing it, why would you do it? And it, it's just funny how uh society has shaped us to do that. I don't right. know why I we know. do that, yeah,
1: and there's a lot of that, if I were you know to say from a parental perspective, because I hear those things all the time too, is how parents believe they're keeping their kids safe. They think that there's a lot of things out there, like if you keep your kid busy. If you keep them in a sport, then that will keep them busy and then they won't make poor choices. And if they're doing that, that could potentially lead to, and especially if they're good, a college scholarship. And if they're on that team, then they're going to have this group that they hang out with. So they'll always have a social life. Do you hear how a parent's brain works? Mm -hmm. Instead of just saying, let them figure that out. We're not really controlling it anyway. But parents believe, and they also believe that the whole quitting thing. That you yeah. saying you don't want to sign up for another season is a quit. Yeah, I know. It's funny. <laughs> and, it's, and it's saying, I'm done with this now. Like, don't we resign from jobs? Mm-hmm. Don't we decide to move to a new house? Are we quitting the house? Right. You know, like, what, what is that like, you know? So again, you're very confident in that decision. But there is a lot of kids who get mixed messages. Like, well, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and so you're you were given the space. Do
0: you miss it at all? No, I don't miss it. really. So you never looked back? Not really.
2: I I was, I was really done with What it.
0: about the whole like friends, teammates thing that I'm sure you got something out of that experience, right? And then,
2: yeah, I played freshman year and that was, so I stopped playing travel the year before. And so, um, I, I love that freshman year season because of the coach and the, and the team. And I don't regret that at all, but I'm glad I stopped when I did kind Mm -hmm. of.
0: Yeah. Because it created space in your life for other things to show up. Right. Yeah. For example, like what are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm doing rock climbing and Ninja warrior and a bunch of stuff like that. Just movement.
0: So most people are like, what is he talking about? Like rock climbing, Ninja warrior, like yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily organized team things. It's more individual. Safe to say. For
1: sure. Yeah. Uh Well, we have been in his backyard, and there's actually a ninja warrior, um what you call it, like an obstacle course, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And so you train on that.
2: Yeah, I do that all the time, and that's another thing. Like, my parents were so open to letting me build this huge wooden uh, American Ninja Warrior course in the backyard. And, like, um one day, me and my brother, we just wanted to build a salmon ladder, so we asked my mom. She said, sure. So we did it. And then the next day, my dad came <laughs> up, and he was all night, he was watching videos on, like, Uh, other people's backyard courses. And so he just kept
0: Mm -hmm. adding on and on. Nice. Yeah.
1: That is so cool. And that's called being interested in what your child is interested in.
0: As opposed to?
1: As opposed to telling them to be interested in what you're interested in. Correct. And that doesn't mean that your dad then has to become a Ninja Warrior himself. He's just like, oh, this is cool. Mm -hmm. You know, this is something he... Because, you know, I get so deep about this, but isn't that what we want for our kids? Is like for them to find something they love? Like that's what makes me happy is when I watch my daughters not doing something that I think they should be doing, but where I'm like, wow, they're having a joy experience. Yeah, that's pretty fun to watch. Mm -hmm. You know. So, do you have? So, are those your joy experiences? Yeah,
2: definitely. Just anything moving, really. I love exercising and fitness and everything Mm -hmm.
0: like that. And are you doing gymnastics too? Yeah, I'm doing gymnastics right now. This is my first season. So, and you're a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. So, just for the record, most of gymnasts, um, start, you know, in grade school at the latest yeah. probably. And yet you found the initiative just to start something that you'd never started before, which I'm sure meant that you were probably going to be the worst at it. Cause most everybody has been doing this a long time. Yeah, How did you manage that?
2: Um, I was a little nervous the first day, but, um, <laughs> after, uh, going there, there were actually like a few people like sophomores and freshmen that were like completely new so it wasn't that bad i just um worked in with them most of the time but yeah it went pretty easy the and you enjoy that yeah i really like it it's really fun
1: (sighs) Well, and then the question is, the deep question, like you just said, you know, you're showing up and you might not be the best at it. Are we supposed to show up to everything as the best or can we show up to something because we like it? I think the
0: older we get, the less likely it is we try new things. I'm not saying that's right. I think that's just the way it is. And, you know, he's a young man. He's 17 years old. And to start something new with his peers and be not as good at it is not in, I don't know, I don't think that could be understated. I think that's tricky.
1: And but does it have to be like that's the shift? It does not have to be. Yeah.
0: But to most, it would be.
1: Yes, to many because the message that we get about success is you have to be the best at something. Correct,
0: and you're not doing it to be successful at it. I'm just doing it to learn. Yeah, the different movements and
1: (laughs) Which is like the reason I'm laughing, and Todd and I are laughing, is because you want you don't hear that. Yeah, right. Well, but that's the most common sense you do something because you like it you stop doing something when you don't you you create things that bring you joy but you know things don't function like that right charlie Mm -hmm.
2: i think all parents say that but not many would let them let their kids do what i'm doing or what my brother's doing which is making knives in the backyard (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
2: we have the weirdest hobbies ever but our parents love it totally Right. Uh Well,
1: that video that I know you guys have probably done more than this, but I remember your mom and dad showed us a video of you guys making uh, like a knife and a cutting board for your mom. So like, tell us that, like, tell everybody, what'd you guys do
2: Uh, for it was either her birth, my mom's birthday or Mother's Day. uh, Ben was making this Ulu knife for her. And so in the cutting board. And so I thought I'd make a video of him making it. And then we showed her the video. And then once it finished, it had like a picture of the Ulu knife and the cutting board. And then we gave
0: it to her. It's okay. like storybook stuff.
1: <laughs> I know, but it, in, in, I keep saying, but it's just so possible and so real, but we cut off these possibilities with our expectations of how we think it's supposed to be like everybody else. Mm. Like, I don't know when the day was that Ben's like, I want to make a knife. But when he said it, or when it started to happen, your parents weren't like, oh no, he might hurt people, or oh, what is this, or what's wrong with you? It was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Right. What is your relationship with technology? Because you seem like an old soul and all that. I mean, are you as addicted to your phone as I am to mine? I definitely
2: use it a lot, like before I go to bed in the mornings, but um, I'll go through stages where I barely use it. And then I'll go through stages where I use it more and more. And then, and then I'll like realize that and try to leave it behind more mm-hmm.
0: just mm-hmm. leave it
2: in my room while i'm
0: doing stuff but yeah and you're a junior are you going to go to college
2: yeah i think i will do you know where um i'm looking at uh it's called fort lewis it's in durango colorado it's a really small school but yeah
1: what is their focus um, or what will your focus be i guess is a better question well i'm looking to major
2: in either a fitness related one or major or
0: nutrition i think
2: mm. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Did you apply to it yet? No, I haven't yet. Next year, I will. Oh. I thought we applied when we were juniors. Are no. you behind schedule? Seniors.
1: Yeah, seniors. Oh, really? Think, mm-hmm. yeah. oh. Juniors is when you look around, you know? Oh. Um, so, I don't know where you're going, Todd, but I have another I don't, question I don't for either. Charlie. Go okay. Ahead. Will you explain to everybody what a carbon footprint is?
0: Yeah. We're all over the place. Sorry about that.
1: That's
2: I'd- Basically, just like your impact, uh, your everyday choices make on the environment and- uh, i guess how much carbon it releases into the environment which is a greenhouse gas
1: okay so there are, so individuals have a carbon footprint right mm-hmm. so could someone look at their day and recognize what they're doing to either help or not help the environment like how does someone look at what they do and figure that out um
2: i think there's websites now where you can uh find out your or calculate your carbon footprint from like Uh, how much you drive, how often you, uh, like, how many loads of laundry you do. Um, And then, I don't know what else, I think. Maybe how often you have the lights on and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And how large your house is also. And you can calculate from that. Um, But that's hard because you can't make that much change just from knowing that. But you can change your light bulbs and maybe, like, not have the lights on as often, but... Yeah, you can calculate that.
1: Because I kind of think those are the things that for the people who are listening to this show who already feel like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so busy, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't want to be a vegan right now or I'm not quite sure how I can make an impact like there's little things. There's, like you said, as simple as changing your light bulbs or turning off the lights. Todd's really good at turning off the lights, aren't you, sweetie?
0: I am, and some of it is because the carbon footprint, but some of it is I just don't like, I don't like wasting money.
1: Money, And yeah. I know
0: every time you have a light on, it costs money, and we're burning coal, and you know, the whole thing. But, it's, yeah.
1: it's big picture, and we actually did a show a week or two, I feel like we talk about this all the time, of just using reusable bags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, do you ever go to like the grocery store and go crazy at the amount of plastic?
2: It's crazy, yeah, like um, I went with my mom, and we just wanted to get like a tomato or and stuff like that or like a <laughs> cucumber and it already comes wrapped in plastic wrap yes. like you can't even get a cucumber regular and then also um with all the fresh produce they just have plastic bags for you to put it in yes. instead of just bring your own bag to put it in yeah it's, yes. it's really funny
1: that's my new step because i bring my bags for the groceries but i just said on the you know a show before that i do my next step is to bring the smaller bags for things like tomatoes yeah now some of it you don't need anything like an avocado i just throw it in there or Mm -hmm. whatever or bananas but there are certain things you kind of want wrapped up
0: yeah for sure um do you get mad at the state of the earth as a result of the decisions made by the people in power and you know how the ice caps are melting and all that and we happen to have an administration that is not such a fan-friendly environmental thing. Like, does that drive you crazy like it does me?
2: Yeah, it, it's it's pretty upsetting and you kind of like, but it almost uh, motivates me because I feel like if everyone else is just like crapping on the planet, right. then mm-hmm. it's kind of like, if I know about this, I need to do as much as I can
0: to um, change it or help. So you're doing that leading by example, but do you have any aspirations to like, lead any cause whether it's within your peer group or when you go to school like do you want this to get bigger and bigger or say, i'm just going to role model and hopefully people will follow my example
2: no i I definitely want to make this bigger and i think where i could help is um just relating to the people and showing them how they can make a change in their daily lives like uh charlie posen he's Mm -hmm. uh he has more focus on how they can he can change the government and how Um, we're doing stuff like there and how we can change and have like a carbon tax and stuff like that. And I don't know as much about that, but we need both people, people Mm -hmm. who can change people's lifestyles and and the government also.
1: That's like in, uh, I'm a social worker. And so like the parts of social worker, you know, you can go into clinical where you're working individually with people or you go into the research or you go into the community organizing, like, and all of them are essential for each other, you know? So it's not like we have to follow the lead, of one person, like whatever feels right to you, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever like calls you like, and he's speaking about another, uh, well, Charlie doesn't live here anymore. He's in college, right? Yeah, but er, he goes to Elmhurst
2: College. He goes to Elmhurst College.
1: So uh, another um, guy who is from Elmhurst, who is a good friend of this Charlie's, he's also in this world too, um, of, of making change. So
0: if there's a 17 year old boy or girl listening to this and they're like, oh, wow, this guy sounds interesting. I'd like to kind of, research the same things that he did? Like, do you have any resources or where do you get, like, aside from just like the collective messaging that we get, is there any specific websites, blogs, documentaries, like that you really, where do you start? Yeah.
2: Oh, I would start with the documentaries, uh, like cows. So some of my favorite ones is one before the flood, um, cowspiracy and before or what the health, but what the health it's not out on Netflix yet. It's, uh, you have to pay
0: for it online, but mm-hmm. it,
2: that one's a really good one. That's the one that got my family to go vegan,
0: pretty much. Mm-hmm. Do you, are these documentaries like I could see myself watching? I don't, I haven't seen any of these being really kind of down at, after watching them because they say. If we continue on the same trajectory, things are going to go from bad to worse.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: So I, I get
2: really frustrated watching those documentaries.
0: But you watch them anyways because you know that that feeling that it gives you projects you in a different direction. I'm assuming. Yeah,
2: but now I, I definitely wouldn't want to watch Food Inc. again. You wouldn't. Just, I wouldn't want to see those images. Got it. No, mm-hmm. once you know it, I don't think you need to watch it over and over. Right.
1: Totally. I've had to hide some things from because I like a lot of organizations that are focused on, you know, being kind to animals or being thoughtful. And I've had to hide a lot of them on my social networking because it's really yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I it's not because I'm in denial of what's happening. It's I've seen it. And yeah. what can we do, mm-hmm. you know, because if, sometimes we get inundated with the fear we get stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. you know
0: so before the flood what the hell and conspiracy those are three good ones yeah and when i said 17 year old boy or girl hopefully i'm not minimizing it like to any of us grown-ups oh
1: yeah i think this is
0: for anybody and everybody who has interest in saving the planet i mean if if i were to kind of pigeonhole you into one thing you want to save the planet basically right definitely yeah i mean that's kind of what we're talking about here it's not about veganism it's like how are we gonna take care of this earth that has been given to us and we're not doing a very good job of that right now safe to say yeah
1: so charlie if you could tell if you know and again you've already said so many things but if you could leave everybody with a few things is there anything that you want to say that you weren't able to say yet
2: uh i would say just question what you do in your day to day and uh when you do that it'll open a lot of doors for you and you can learn more about veganism and how those daily choices affect the environment not just what you eat but everything and like what groceries you get um your light bulbs how much energy you use all that yeah
0: and i'll add to that uh when you're choosing your leaders and the voting booth choose the ones that are aligned with your values yeah Because I remember Bono said one time, he's like, if you want to change the world, don't change your light bulbs, change your leaders. Mm. Because light bulbs are important, but the people who make the decisions are the people in government, sadly, but that's the truth. So make sure you vote with that conscious as well.
1: And I believe that even though we may have a situation right now where the leaders aren't really on board with these things we're talking about, people make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure, yeah. And we and again everything just is kinda cyclical, but people are speaking up and um I don't know. Do you do any of the marches? Like the climate change marches next weekend. Did oh, you know? That? I'll
2: probably go to that. Yeah. I didn't know it was yeah. next weekend, but yeah. I think it's I'll next weekend. Go. Um, and there was a science march this weekend, but I wasn't able to go to that one. Yep.
1: Yeah. Science march was this weekend. I think climate change is next weekend. So, you know, that's the other thing we can do is even if we haven't completely declared veganism yet, but we know these things are important um, or we're just starting to make shifts, we can show up, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, be a part of the solution. That's and,
2: right. and just taking meat out of your diet for one day, like meatless Mondays, it can make a huge mm. difference. Mm.
1: Good idea.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I want to say that I just think that you are a very interesting, inspirational 17-year-old, and there's a bunch of you guys and girls out there that are like you. And I thought, Kathy and I, am like, let's get him in front of a mic so yeah. he has a little bit of an audience because there's awesome, amazing, interesting, inspirational people including children everywhere and i'm just very grateful that you are walking the walk it's one thing to talk it's another thing to do it and you are an example of that so thank you thank you thanks charlie anything else sweetie
1: i think that's it
0: all right guys uh we'll see you next week and uh keep on trucking adios
1: Hi everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate you and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, they are consider leaving us a review on iTunes. We love them. This helps people find us or you can just tell a friend
0: about our show. Even better. Word of mouth, right?
1: Right. Todd and I, we do our speaking engagements about Zen Parenting and self-awareness. So if you have an interested group or an organization, contact us at kathy at zenparentingradio.com. We
0: love speaking to groups.
1: Hey. Hey, now. Guess what? Next year's Zen Parenting Conference is March 2nd and 3rd, 2018. Sweet. If you want to know more about this or any of our upcoming events, go to ZenParentingRadio.com and click events.
0: If you like reading awesome parenting books, read Kathy. She's got three of them. And the way to find out about them is go to ZenParentingRadio.com and click on the store. Thank you. You're welcome. Award winning, I might add.
1: I know. So you coach guys. I
0: love coaching guys, and you're good at it. I do it on Skype, face to face, and even on the phone. And we talk about uh, parenting, uh, relationships, finance, career, work life balance. It's awesome. So first session's free. If you're interested, go to toddadamscoaching.com.
1: Great. And if you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It won't cost you anything, I promise. Yeah. But we get a small commission from Amazon. It's
0: just an easy way of making money, and you, you're you going to buy from Amazon anyway, so you might as well go through our homepage. All right. Right-hand side. Amazon link. Great. Great. <laughs> hey, and thanks for being such an awesome listener, you know? <laughs>
1: sponsors
0: oh yeah um i also want to thank our two amazing partners dr kelly from the tree of life chiropractic care and avid company painting and remodeling avidco.net and dr kelly's at chirotree.com. thank you so much for all your love and support keep on trucking sweetie case say keep on trucking
1: keep on trucking i say it better i know that's all right keep trucking
0: adios